Hi, I'm Juan Aragon. And I'm Nate Specht. And this is The The Main Main Scoop. Scoop. Hello, welcome back to The Main Scoop. Welcome back to episode 13. Today we have our friend Emma Nelson with us. Hi, guys. Welcome. (laughs) Yeah, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, Emma? Yeah, so I'm a junior here at UMD. I'm a communication major with a minor in marketing, um, which kind of is a very broad major and so I usually have to elaborate and tell people that like what I want to do with that and what I want to do is actually am trying to get into law school so lots of lots of law classes this Uh. semester but I love it that's awesome. That's yeah. yeah that's, that's interesting. I've, I've always been interested in law and stuff like that, so I thought that's that's really cool, kind of. Well, yeah, you you love Law and Order. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I am currently on season twenty one of Law and Order SVU, and, and I start. Yeah. I started. When did I start watching season one? To I've, I've watched the show throughout like randomly episodes throughout my like growing up, but like I started rewatching every episode. I started back at Easter of last year, which was April like. 13th, I think it was. So, like, April 14th, I started season one, and now I am, it currently is November, uh, March 18th, and I am on season 21. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know there was that many seasons. It's 23. There's 23? There's 23. The 23rd one is airing right now on TV. So. Oh my gosh. Are they, like, short episodes? They're hour long. They're hour long. <laughs> Nate! Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I was in quarantine and would watch, like, two, three episodes a day for a little while. That there, does so. make sense. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, quarantine was not the best time of productivity in no. any shape, way, or form. I'd watch like two episodes before going to bed, and that would be like me. So then I go to bed at like two in the morning those yeah. nights. So yeah, yeah. We were talking about that in Bible study the other day. Like, where were you a year ago? Mm-hmm. Kind of a thing. And it was wild uh-huh. to go back and talk about it and be like, Yeah, this is where I was. This is what I did. Uh-huh. Like, I was eating pizza at a restaurant <laughs> like the weekend before we had yeah. gone to a women's conference in north dakota and stayed with one of lauren's friends and like gone <laughs> to the mall gone to a musical like probably interacted with over 200 people the yeah. weekend before they're like don't come back yeah. ever this year at least it's wild to think about that yeah like remember i went out to i was hanging out with jump on their our from my friend and nathan miller um, and we were like, we went to mass. Like it was just during spring break. We went to mass. We had to eat. And, like by that night, John Paul's family was quarantining. And the next day, both me and Nathan got emails from both of our schools saying, "You won't be back for another week." And it's like, yay! <laughs> so like, we still have a group chat from the people who were on my Holy Land pilgrimage from last year. And two weeks ago, I sent like, "Hey, today is the one year anniversary of when we met in the cities before our flight to Israel." Because um, we met in Minneapolis the night before because, you know, those flights that cross over the, the especially the Atlantic Ocean and Pacific Ocean are usually, like, either late night or early morning. So we met Friday night because we left at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning, I think, is when we left our hotel the next day. Anyways, um, yeah, and one of the missionaries from Winona State who was with us said something like, Zoom reunion? Did anyone say that? I, I feel like someone said that. Um, and so on Sunday, we had like a one year reunion. And yeah, it was just like super funny to hear. Um, we kind of like swapped stories and memories of like, yeah, this is where we were a year ago. And yeah, just like the craziness of that pilgrimage of waking up one morning and being told like, hey, you, you, we're going to have to flee the country. And then 
waking up the next morning and finding out that there were like 10 people who had already left overnight. Oh my gosh. Um, like the, this missionary was describing it kind of like waking up the next morning and it was kind of like the hunger games going down to, <laughs> going down to breakfast and was like, Oh, you made it. You're still here. Wait, was this missionary Charles Tibbetts? Yes. Okay. No, Chris Tibbetts. Chris, Chris Tibbetts. Yes. Wait, yes, Charles is yeah. his younger brother. Sorry, yeah. I get them confused. So they're from my diocese. Mm. Like, I know them. Okay. <laughs> they are hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris is hands down one of the funniest people I've met. Yes. They, oh my gosh. There's, like, the Diocese of Sioux Falls has this summer camp every year, and it's wonderful, phenomenal. 100% recommend. But... <laughs> They're, they, like, do this skit about the raisins in, like, Raisin Bran. I, uh, we are the raisins that, that make the Raisin, raisin Bran so great. Yeah. <laughs> Except for they made, like, a short video series, and they're, like, running through cornfields because it's South Dakota. And, like, it was just, they, like, put it on Facebook, and it was so weird. And I'm like, this is exactly what I expect. But, it yeah, it's hilarious. They, oh, my gosh. They're yeah. wild. Yeah, we were blessed with the presence of two Tibbets on that pilgrimage. Chris Max and was Max. Along. Yeah, Max yeah. is there too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. They're hilarious. Mm-hmm. They're like one of those huge homeschool families oh. in Sioux Falls. And I think they called it Tibbets Academy. <laughs> there was like some name. It was so funny. It's yes. All, all those giant homeschool families. I remember one of my friend, uh, our friend Andrew, the other night, he was mentioning, he's like, Back when I was home parishes, he had like there was like a family of like fourteen kids. Oh my gosh. It was like, and it was like anything. They were like around, some of them were his age, and it's like, in present times you have fourteen kids. Like I understand that back like my grandpa had like fourteen siblings, but like that was in the nineteen thirties. Like yeah, you gotta work on the farm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why. But like cheap labor. In twenty twenty one, you have fourteen kids. Like respect to those parents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of my best friends. He is the youngest of eleven. Holy moly. Yeah. I just don't, like, <laughs> as a woman, I just can't imagine that. <laughs> like, I no. One, I have one sibling, and I think that's enough. Yeah, like, same. Yeah, I have one younger brother, and I'm like, this seems pretty good. Like, you have one buddy. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, easy it's to perfect. keep track of. Like, you can go in a restaurant and say table for four. So There's don't usually to... a table for four. Yeah. <laughs> when you go to a hotel, you don't have to book more than one room. You can buy, get one with, like, two beds in it, and you're fine for your whole family. Yeah, like... yeah. Yeah, I mean, five isn't... <laughs> total of five, so, like, two parents, three kids, mm-hmm. um, isn't inconvenient mm-hmm. uh, no. as much. Um, but my brother got married, and I, I love Caroline. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. But... It is a little bit harder sometimes, especially when you have a five-person vehicle and there are six of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, there may have been a few times when we have driven around the great city of Appleton illegally uh, with six people in there, but it's fine. It's fine. fine. We, it's only legal <laughs> if we get caught, I guess. Um, but, yeah, um, like when we go places, like we would usually only get one hotel room and someone would, usually my brother would end up on the floor, but... Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Emma, what, what do you have for us today? Today, I want to talk about the scourging of the pillar, which just doesn't seem like a very fun topic. <laughs> like, when I was thinking about different things to talk about, it was like, it was always in the back of my mind. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Like, it just kind of, it's almost like a mood killer mm. kind of a thing. But, like, if you actually look into it, it's fantastic mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And it's like, it is something to really 
know about, especially that we're two weeks out from Triduum exactly. and mm-hmm. two weeks out from Good Friday. And I'm so excited for Easter, just beyond excited. I don't know what it has been about this Lent. It feels it's... like it's been very long. Like, I don't know. I feel well, like I, it's part of it's probably like after a year of not having normal like last year, not being true. normal. Like it seems so much more special this year, actually being able to do things yeah. within, the, within the faith, like church, yeah. kind of. Like, oh my gosh, we're gonna actually go mm-hmm. to mass mm-hmm. when exactly. we can, and I'm not gonna watch it in the basement with my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our house, oh. like it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember like growing up, my my brother would always serve the Holy Thursday Mass at the cathedral, and then um, when he quote unquote grew out of it, I kind of started doing it too. Mm-hmm. Like I think there might have been one or two years where we overlapped. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it was always like one of my favorite parts of uh of Easter was participating in the Holy Thursday Mass with uh Bishop Ricken. And then last year it was kind of weird getting to participate in that mass again. Mm-hmm. Um because honestly, I wasn't expecting to, because I was expecting to be here in Duluth. But then, um, yeah, so being able to participate in that mass, but through the screen, and like now, just the excitement of, no, hopefully, as long as things go as the way that they're going, um, that everything will be in person. And I think it was something that we took for granted before, but now it's a lot more exciting. Yeah. Similarly, like I, like I had been serving my, literally my first like three masses I ever served. Well, one of them being a service was the Holy Trinium back when I, the year after I turned, after I had my first communion when I first started could serve. And last year was the first year since, well, what was that? Probably like uh, nine years old, probably. That was like last year was my first year since I was nine that I hadn't served that. And I sat at home uh, watching t- watching my brother, who's a seminarian, and my dad, a deacon, being able to be there and do the mass. And me and my mom were sitting at home watching it on our TV in our living room. It was like, oh. So, because your family was there, like, they didn't even let you two, like, sit no. in the church. Because they had it, well, because they had, like, live streams, so they wanted to keep it kind of, so they, we could have technically been in there, but, like, they didn't want to have us in case we made noise. So it's like, ha, we're sense. here, but you're not. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, we watched Father Mike's, like, Easter Mass, and, like, one of my friends who goes to school in Missouri, she was also back home in South Dakota, and, like, we were texting each other about, like, oh, what Mass you're going to watch, because it was, like, at least if we're going to be separate, we can be separate together, kind of Mm -hmm. a thing, like, joined through a screen, so that part was kind of nice to be, like, we have shared experiences, but also our shared experiences (laughs) are through a screen, which is just really weird. Like, I study media stuff, and so it's a whole rabbit hole of, like, <laughs> I don't think we want to go down it. But, <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, that's, it's so weird when you're connected to another person through something that feels like it's reality, and it's recorded reality. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, it's real, but it's not mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And, like, that was just really Interesting. So yes, I'm very happy to be yeah. back in yeah. a church with kneelers. Like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I know. I both Juan and I have both actually like done the readings for the Father Mike Mass. I remember I got more nervous to read for that Mass than I did for in reading at like cathedral on like a Thursday night. People because even though even though I'm reading to Father Mike, Heather, and Lauren, our missionary, like it's like I'm reading to them. 
but I'm also reading to a camera that has 50,000 people watching. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my that's gosh. intimidating. Yeah, that is terrifying. But it's like, that's so interesting about how it can reach so many people and stuff like that. You yeah. can be connected to so many people through that. So. It was really inspiring to see how many people watched it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be like, okay, people are still here. Mm-hmm. Like, the church is still alive. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, but. Scourging at the pillar. Yeah, scourging at the pillar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're keeping to Lenten things. Actually, we're doing a Lenten topic in our podcast in Lent this time. Wow. <laughs> I'm like not like a Christmas one or something like that. <laughs> not gonna lie, I thought about it, <laughs> but um, okay. So if we're at Matthew verse twenty, chapter twenty-seven, verse twenty-six. Wow. Um, it said, "Then he released Barabbas to them, but after he had Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified." And it's just so interesting that, like, something so key to our faith gets, like, one (laughs) tiny verse in Matthew, Uh and there's, like, one verse in John and two verses in Mark. And every time, it's the same thing. Like, very little detail. There's just, like, and he was scourged. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just, like, it's a whole mystery of the rosary. Like, the Mm -hmm. sorrowful mystery is based on this. And it's... There's four Bible verses about this. Like, something so key to our faith is four Bible verses long. Yeah, and and I went to prep this yesterday, and I was like, okay, so we're going to look for the little heading that says uh, the scourging at the pillar. pillar. Uh And Yeah, and I realized that it's only one verse, and I'm like, huh, okay, well, um, I'm sure we're going to be able to do a whole episode on this because it is a whole mystery of the rosary, and it's such a key part of our faith. But, like, I'm used to, you know with my highlighter, like highlighting verses, underlining things that are sticking out and like writing little notes to myself of like, Ooh, this is cool. This is something else that I could talk about. And then this is just one verse. Um, but it's also, um, I think it also just says a lot about the nature of the scourging at the pillar, um, Mm -hmm. that like, it doesn't really need many more verses because Mm -hmm. it kind of shows, um, kind of shows Jesus's, mentality almost like going into it that it's not you know he's not doing it to like teach some like big truth or um or explain something he doesn't have any heroic statements before or after or during that are recorded in the bible um that it's literally just the sacrifice just the shedding of his blood like that is all that is being recorded in the bible and like knowing that that is enough and like the weight that is behind that it's just like so interesting to think about. Yeah, yeah. Um, like learning about this before, it's like it makes visible the invisibility of our sins. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's my favorite part. I guess it's kind of weird to have a favorite part of the scourging <laughs> of the pillar, but it's prefaced in the Old Testament. Like in Isaiah mm-hmm. chapter fifty-three, it says, "By his stripes we are healed," and like. Reading that in the Old Testament, you go, like, is he a tiger? Yeah. Is he a zebra? <laughs> zebra. <laughs> like, no, like, by his stripes we were healed. But knowing what we do about, like, Roman scourgings, mm-hmm. like, they had fish hooks and bits of broken glass and, like, just these horrible, horrible things tied into these whips. And when they would, like, the intention was to dig into the yeah. flesh and then rip out that you'd get stripes. Like, mm-hmm. your the skin would be striped just from the nature of scourging and you go that's like wow Uh wow like the glory of god 
revealed Mm -hmm. kind of a thing in the Old Testament. By his stripes, we are healed. Yeah, and I watched the Passion of the Christ every year, and there's that one part (laughs) of the scourging of the pillar where... Uh, it happens like right in front of the camera that the hooks catch on like Jesus' rib. Yeah. And then yep. like the the soldier is like trying to tear out and then he like finally gets it and then you see like everything flying towards the camera. Yeah. Uh, so that it's is an like incredible shot. Yeah. But it's oh. it's a one shot that like I always close my eyes during it because I know that like I just can't sit through that. Like even as yeah. you were describing the fish hooks and the mm-hmm. glass, like I'm here in my seat kinda like Ugh. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> it's it's horrible. Uh-huh. But like, again, we shouldn't revile at mm. the wounds. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it is it's very uncomfortable <laughs> to think about. But the horror of sin. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that it was, like, his saving humanity that put him there. And he willingly chose it. It's just, like, every time I watch The Passion, like, I get to that scene and I'm just, like, heartbroken. And then it's the scene right after where it's, like, it's, his mom is yeah. mopping up the blood. And I just That's cry. just one of the most beautiful scenes of it is seeing Mary doing that. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's, that part hits me the most. Like, one of the hardest parts is, like, it's, seeing, is, like, the Mary and May in the movie where it says has Mary and Mother Jesus and Mary Magdalene after uh, Pilate's wife came and gave them the towels or linen yeah. or whatever to go wipe it. It's just, like, absolutely just incredible just showing her love for Jesus and reverence, I guess, in a way towards him. Yeah, and, like, what I find super interesting about that scene in particular, too, is just thinking about nowadays everything that a priest does Mm -hmm. if they spill a drop of the precious blood at Mass Mm -hmm. and just thinking of, like, in that scene, all the blood that is on just on the ground and, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, just thinking about how, how, like, we're so careful with the precious blood mm-hmm. and how Jesus was just so, I guess, for lack of a better word, sort of like liberal with his shedding of his blood, just like I'm pouring myself out for you and like mm-hmm. uh, knowing that uh, the sacredness of his blood, but yeah. like just letting it spill out into the into the earth. There's like a real deep humility there yeah. on God's part. It's like you know what that blood can do. Exactly. Like... You know, that woman who just touched his cloak was healed. Imagine what that amount of blood of, like, mm-hmm. the blood of God mm-hmm. spilled mm-hmm. could do. And it's like, well, we don't have to imagine. We know what happens. Like, it's salvation history. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, I love what you how you brought up, like, related it to now. Like, how, like, when the precious blood is spilled, like, how much, de- how much like, how much is put into cleaning it up to make sure it's saved and stuff like it's and like that's that's present now and stuff like how much different it would have been like actually having the actual physical blood of jesus like mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. much more valuable that was and so and how much it could save us just by a single drop mm-hmm. it's always so awesome at mass when like the priest takes like time and mm-hmm. effort mm-hmm. to like clean out the all the like vessels used mm-hmm. for mass kind of a thing and it's just like I think when I was younger, I'm like, oh my gosh, hurry up. Yeah. Like, my it's knees like, hurt and I want to go home kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's like the reverence, like, that is the body and blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you don't want, you just, you don't want to just leave 
it in the chalice for the next time kind of mm-hmm. a thing. And yeah, yeah it's exactly. just like, oh. There's like these, not just like when they're cleaning like the patents and stuff like that, or even their fingers, like, like you catch like the priest, like checking their fingers and stuff like that, like after, right before it's so, like making sure there's no remnants of the body of Christ, like anywhere. Cause if it is, he'll, they'll consume it or in some way or either, or whatever, a certain way to whatever they need to, mm-hmm. to rep, to show, to, I think I don't know what the word is. Show exactly. reverence. Yeah, show respect. reverence. I guess. Yeah, respect. Yeah, it's just like so much detail and so much like mm-hmm. effort put into just trying to make sure it's shown the utmost respect and honor and stuff and all yeah. that. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's incredible. Relating that back to the scourging at the pillar and the passion of the Christ, because I think for me that's like one of the bit one of the best depictions of of this reality of the scourging of the pillar, uh, like right before the scourging starts there's this part where jesus just like looks up to heaven and offers it up to to god and it's just like it's just so beautiful of seeing almost the heroism of jesus saying like i am giving this to the lord because i know that it's not gonna be it's not gonna be nice it's gonna hurt it's gonna be painful and there's gonna be a lot of people who look at this whole my whole life story Mm -hmm. and act like it never even happened disregard it completely um discard it and mm-hmm. yeah um and just like still giving that to the lord mm-hmm. i also just love how like through the scourging of the pillar and like his pat and like the walk to the like to calvary and stuff like that just really shows that jesus is god because no normal man would have been able to do all of that after mm-hmm. being scourged, like, how severe that they did it to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, the extreme, like, they did a lot worse than what they would have done to a normal prisoner. Compared, Like, you can, like, in the movie, I guess, you kind of see, like, it's it's preliminary, but, like, the guys, the both the um, two sinners on the other side, on the other side of the cross of him and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they're not anything close to what Jesus is in mm-hmm. injuries and stuff by the time they reach there. But Jesus, like, was scourged so badly, and yet was still able to carry his cross all the way to Calvary. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, shows... That Jesus is God, because no other human, no human, normal human being would be able to do that. Be able to do that. Yeah, and that he carried the entire cross, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like the other prisoners carried the. Arms. I love how we're just talking about the movie at this point, <laughs> but like just carried the beam, like the cross beam, kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I assume that that would be difficult, but not impossible. And also, like, they were probably beaten up a little mm-hmm. bit, but nothing to the extent, yeah. like. Pilate ordered 40 lashes. That was the death penalty. Yeah. Like, he was trying to appease the Sanhedrin because they're like, crucify him. And he's like, I don't, like, uh, I don't really want to do that, guys. Like, mm-hmm. uh, how about this? I'll, or was it 39? Like, one less than the death penalty? I'm I think 40 sure. was the death penalty, and I think he got 39. Again, I'm saying I think because... We're obviously not, we're don't, not, yeah, I'm so not an expert. Um, you can fact check us if you want to. Yeah, thank you. Faithful mm-hmm. listeners appreciate that um please tell me i'm wrong <laughs> um, i don't know either so <laughs> i'm not sure exactly yeah. How. yeah yeah he was trying to appease the sanhedrin but also like i think there's something in pilot that knew there's something special about mm. jesus kind of a thing and i'm sure he was kind of frustrated when jesus i love how like i I think of Jesus mouthing off when Pilate's like, well, if you're a king, then, like, where's your army? Like, yeah, yeah. you and what army kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, my kingdom is not of this world. I'm like, oh, go off, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, get him. Um, but, 
Yeah. One is like, okay, Pilate basically gave Jesus the death penalty or one lash less than the death penalty, which you're like, okay, does that really make a difference when you mm-hmm. get to that point? Probably not. Like that's a, that's a lot of blood to lose. And then they had him carry the entire cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even sometimes when I watch the passion of the Christ, I find myself kind of questioning and like one of the big critiques that came out of that movie was it's a little bit too gory, you know, mm-hmm. that, that like they're they focus a lot on the wounds of Jesus and you you know obviously none of us were there the bible doesn't go into big detail about like exactly how exactly, yeah. how all of that was and i just kind of find myself questioning like okay this is mel gibson's depiction um and he's doing his best to do a faithful d- depiction mm-hmm. um but i also find myself kind of wondering like is this a little bit too much or is this how it was But then I remember my sophomore theology teacher talking about how the scourging of the pillar in particular, um, I, again, fact check me on this because I'm not sure about it, but, um, I think there was an apparition where Jesus told a saint, um, that the scourging of the pillar was an atonement for all of the sins against purity. Mm. And when you think about just how many sins against purity that there are in the world, mm-hmm. it's very likely that the scourging of the pillar was brutal and yeah. that the depiction in the Passion of the Christ is actually pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, just because chastity, I think, is one of the virtues that the world struggles with the most nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even not even nowadays. I think it's just like throughout the course of, of all of human history, um, we just hear, think about it more. It is more nowadays with what we have available present yeah. times, but it, yeah, but it's like so, it's so available, and it's just pushed right in front of you mm-hmm. in today's society. Yeah, and like we we can even see it in the Bible, just how many how many times it's just talking about adultery, mm-hmm. about um, all these other sins against purity look it's one of the commandments it's literally focused on that like the adultery Mm -hmm. yeah and there it's just like i think it's there's so much in there just because it's not the bible isn't a book for the first century it isn't Mm -hmm. a collection of books for the 21st century it's a collection of books for all time Mm -hmm. and um the emphasis on chastity means that this isn't just a cross that we're bearing today in 2021 it's a cross that is has been born throughout all of human history mm-hmm. and will continue to be born and it's incredible that jesus was able to enter into the scourging of the pillar of like okay i'm going to i'm going to offer this up for the amount of times that someone has committed a sin against chastity and not even someone but like thinking of people in specific like I, I remember back to online masses I think yeah. it was either Palm Sunday or Good Friday I went with Father Mike and he was during his homily I think it was actually Palm Sunday because it's um I guess both of them are reading the passion um but he was talking about how like just singing very specific he was saying people's names in particular mm-hmm. like I am offering this up for Emma. I'm offering this up for Nate. I'm offering this up for Tim, for Neil. You know, like, Mm -hmm. using people's names. And it's like, it just personalizes it a lot more because it's, 
that reminder of if you were the only person who ever lived, Jesus would have still gone through all, his whole passion just for you. Mm. Which is just, like, it's enough to bring you to tears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, whenever Father Mike does the readings and he, like, puts people's names in, like, mm-hmm. I, like, my heart, like, bursts every time. Where it's just like, wow. Like, he's so good at putting mm-hmm. perspective Mm-hmm. things but again so i think that's just uh the reminder of that's not just a father mike thing mm. right that's father mike acting in the person of christ as a priest um showing how god wants that individual relationship with each one of us mm-hmm. um and how the bible is really supposed to be just like a personal love letter from god to you and yeah like everyone reads the same bible but there's just so much in it and so many details and so many nuances that whenever you're the one reading it, mm-hmm. it's going, something different is going to come out to you than to the person next to you. And like, even though, um, even though we love that you listen to this podcast, um, <laughs> hearing people talk about scripture is not the same as mm. you taking time to read scripture yourself because while the things that stick out to us are, I like to think, interesting and <laughs> uh, fun to listen to, um, they are they are not m- meant to be just like an exhaustive list of everything that you can draw out of a out of a scripture passage. Mm-hmm. Um, that realistically, what the Lord wants you to do is yes, take time to listen to other sources to hear what they have to say, to read different books, to get a better understanding of the whole story, but actually take time with that story yourself and read it yourself. And um, I, I like, personally, I work best with a highlighter and a pen because that way I can just like write down notes of like, this is what's sticking out to me. Um, Father Mike says that it's kind of like a hunter going hunting, but having a rifle. So that, like, when you're reading scripture, it's not just, like, um, you're actually kind of hunting for what mm-hmm. God is trying to say say to you. Um, and so, yeah, like, especially now almost, I mean, this episode comes out on Friday. That'll be two weeks before Good Friday. Like, really taking time, especially with the Passion Narratives and all four Gospels and, um, yeah, taking time to read through them and really personalize it knowing that this isn't that something that Jesus did for the church this is something that he did for me personally as a member of the church mm-hmm. I usually go at my bible with a journal and a pen I usually try and write it in a separate area mm-hmm. so that I can go back and read through journals and read through like and then I'll you know like mind wander along with it kind of thing and it's like how is this hitting me today kind of a thing and but then I don't mark up my bible mm-hmm. I'm also like a puritan when it comes to this bible <laughs> like I don't want anything to touch it mm-hmm. like yeah. it's my nice bible like my school bible is so beat up kind of a thing <laughs> yeah yeah I have two bibles yeah. so I have like this bible <laughs> that I beat up and like mm-hmm. write all over it and then I have another bible that's just like clean um because yeah I know there are some pages in here where like it's just like covered in stuff um but like yeah i think it's also just differences in how people work of like yeah 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 Yeah, similarly like i have this one that i don't write stuff in but i want at home like i have a highlight and stuff like that 
Yeah, do you have anything else? Uh, or? I don't think so. Okay, then we can wrap it up. Okay. Oh my gosh. You guys' wrap up is... <laughs> I, it, it makes me laugh every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Main Scoop. If you're a fan of The Main Scoop, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the.mainscoop and like us on Facebook at The Main Scoop. And the words of St. Lawrence, I'm done on this side. And I'm done on this side. I'm Juan Aragon. And I'm Nate Specht. And this has been The, the Main, Main Scoop. Scoop. Thanks for listening. God, God bless. bless.